Living your life as both a spiritual teacher and spiritual student is not about learning or becoming anything. It's about remembering and living as the truth you are. With deep conviction and enthusiasm, Reverend Randy Thickey guides and encourages others to go within to their intimate space to find their infinite truth. Welcome to I Am Spirit Creating. How many of you have been simply sitting on the dock of the bay in your life? How many of you during the last few weeks feel like you're wasting time? I'm here to tell you that time is never wasted. We always use it exactly as we are compelled to do. So my question is, what is compelling you today? Are you being compelled by ego or are you being compelled by the Christ? Are you being compelled by what you have to do or what you need to do? Or are you being compelled by what you're called to do? I don't know about you, but I have had my share this week of sitting on the dock of the bay or the banks of the pond. As many of you know, if you've been following us on Facebook, Bella, my daughter, and I have had a lot of free time lately. And I don't know what it is, but it has not been wasted. It has not been unneeded. And it has been so worthy. You see, we've taken up this new hobby, which as a young man I said I'd never do, but now that I'm getting older, I'm kind of getting a liking to it. You see, there's this pond that is just a few short steps from our home. And I'm here to tell you that this pond that is walking distance from our home has kind of lured me in, no pun intended. So Bella and I, we grab our rod and we grab our reels and we head to the banks of the pond and we cast our lines and we talk. We talk about life. We talk about love. We talk about almost anything under the sun. We talk about my friends and we talk about her friends. We talk about family. We talk about the neighborhood chatter and we talk about, well, when I was your age, she had no idea that my phone used to have a 20-foot cord on it and I had to actually go to the kitchen to hang it up. We talk about our day, we talk about our dreams, we talk about our blessings, and we talk about our obstacles. We talk about our successes, and of course we're fishing, so we talk about our failures. Because fishing and failures go together so well. Because I don't believe you can call yourself a fisherman unless you're able to accept your failures. Because let's face it, fishing and failures go hand in hand. You spend all day long casting your line and on some days literally at the end of the day have nothing physical to show for it. Yet knowing this, knowing that we will go and expend so much energy, yet in the end come back with nothing physical, we go back and we do it again and again and again. Casting out and reeling in nothing. Casting out 
and reeling in. Nothing. Casting out and reeling in and still nothing. But every once in a while and for us every great once in a while you feel that nibble, you feel that bite and you feel that tug and the excitement begins. The fun starts as you forget about all the casting and all the reeling in and you focus on that one moment of bringing in your catch. And as it arrives, you take joy knowing that you've finally accomplished something. All that casting and all that reeling in wasn't for naught. So, I've made the mistake of thinking that the only joy was from reeling it in. But this week has shown me through our talks about love and light and hope and friendship and neighbors and religion and spirituality and She's just turned 12, so she's asking a lot of questions that I wasn't prepared to ask, but for some reason they seem to come up when you're sitting on the banks of the pond and you're running out of things to say. So I encourage you to cast your line today. Cast your line knowing that even if nothing physical appears, so much spiritual is going on. I had another learning lesson this week as we were packing up our rod and reel one evening and a gentleman came and he was simply placing a line across the pond and packing up and getting ready to walk away. And I said, sir, if you don't mind, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm fishing for catfish. I simply set the line and I go home. And in the morning, I come check and see what my rewards are. And I thought to myself, where is the fun in that? Where is the joy in that? Where is the excitement in that? In just simply casting your line and then forgetting about it and hoping in the morning or a few days later the reward will be received. And then I realized, isn't that what Jesus did? He was casting his line for the first 33 years of his life. He was casting his line for the two and a half months that are covered in the book of John and the book of Mark and in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke. He was casting his line during that entire holy week. He was casting his line on Monday, Thursday. And he was casting his line during the Last Supper. And he was preparing to leave his line overnight or at least for a few days and the hopes that something would catch on, in the hopes that something would bite, in the hopes that there would be pleasure from the spoils. The last few weeks we've been talking about Easter, and we've been talking about the Last Supper, and we've been talking about the resurrection, and then last week we were talking about what goes on beyond closed doors in the book of John chapter 20 and we learned about the fact that after the resurrection Jesus appeared to the two disciples walking along the path and then we 
read about the fact that Jesus appeared behind locked doors, and then we heard about the fact that Jesus appeared once again to Thomas. And I believe that was Jesus coming back and checking the line in the morning to see what has caught on. But this week we're going to move to chapter 21. And in chapter 21, we, we learn of many things. We learn that even after this holy week, even after this resurrection, even after the Christ had personally gone and visited the disciples and personally, personally gone and visited Peter and personally gone and spent time with Thomas, that only a few days later, all the disciples simply went back to fishing. Fishing in the pond, fishing upon the lake. Coming together on the boat. And casting their line and casting their net. All of them forgetting all that they knew. And going back to what they know. Simply fishing in a boat. Fishing all night long. But looking at the net and finding nothing within it. As the night ended, as we read in John chapter 21, they were pulling back to the banks of the river. And there the Christ stood. A voice in the darkness saying, Check your nets, for you have caught nothing. I urge you to cast your net to the right side of the boat, for there is abundance there. I encourage you to cast your net to the right side of thinking, to the right side of being, to the right side of, of, of moving, to the right side of action, for there is abundance there. And the disciples cast their net to the right side, and it was filled with fish. The passage goes on to say it was filled with so many fish that they couldn't contain them in the boat, so they took what they could and they brought it ashore and then they had breakfast with the Christ. Cast your nets, cast your line. Cast your nets and cast your line. But I invite you each morning before you do anything else, stop and have breakfast with the Christ within you. Before you start your day, before you cast your net just one more time, stop and acknowledge the Christ that is standing at the shores at the end of your breathing, at the end of your knowing, at the end of your truth, and simply cast your net then after knowing that the Christ stands before you, and I promise you there will be abundance there. There will be more than you can use. And in that moment, I invite you to share freely with others. As I read this passage, I thought about, what about the disciples before they saw the Christ? As they were pulling into the shores and realizing they had fished all night and caught nothing. I think this was a Analogy of how the disciples were feeling inside. Feeling empty. Feeling like failures. Feeling totally defeated. And I think Peter, the lead disciple, 
embodies this idea the most. You see, before Jesus died, Peter had promised, Lord, I will stand by your side, even when the going gets rough, even when it is tough, even when it's going to be the hardest thing to do, I will be with you, Lord, for I love you. And we all know how long that lasted as Peter denied Jesus three times upon breaking into tears and feeling his failures resolve on that Friday night. Even claiming to not even know Jesus. Even claiming to not even know the Christ. Even claiming to not following the word. Three times he denied Jesus. After saying, I love you, I will be with you. Even when it gets hard. Even when the waves come crashing in. Even when I cast my line and I reel it in and find nothing. I will be with you, Christ. But when the going got tough. Peter went back to safety. He went back to what he knew. He went back to denying the Christ within him, around him, and through him. You see, Peter denied the Christ three times, and now on this faithful morning in John 21, we read that as they're having breakfast, Jesus three times asked Peter, do you love me? And Peter replies, yes, I do. And Jesus again says, do you love me? And Peter once again says, yes, I do. Why are you asking? And Jesus the Christ says again, do you really love me? Do you love who I am? Do you love what I stand for? Do you love the fact that I am in you, with you, and I work through you? And Peter said, yes, I love you. I find it interesting that three times he denied Jesus and now on this faithful morning, Jesus was still there giving him three times again to change his mind, to see things in a new way. And I think there's a lesson in it for all of us. Because many of you are saying, how can that be? How can the disciples, after experiencing Jesus Christ, after experiencing Maundy Thursday and experiencing the Last Supper and experiencing the death of the Christ and the resurrection of the Christ, how can they just simply a few days later go back to fishing? But isn't that what some of us have done? For we just experienced Easter a few weeks ago. And we were all excited and we were all filled with joy and we were all walking around triumphantly saying, the Christ is within me and I embrace the Christ and I love you. Yet in the last few weeks, I promise you that each and every one of us at some point has denied the Christ within us, has forgotten who we are, has forgotten what we are called to be and who we are called to be. We have all simply relaxed into our humanness and gone back into who we thought we were. We all became fishermen and just fishermen once again. So, 
the lesson is that even after Easter, even after the resurrected Christ, even after we witness the Christ moving and, and breathing through us, it is possible to continue to misunderstand. It is easy to fall away from what we once knew and what is ours to do. It is easy to allow the everydayness of human life to take precedent over our spiritual calling, over our spiritual being. It is easy to go back to what we've always done and to allow the dull, reassuring routine of our life to overcome the joy of the miracle of Easter. But we are reminded in chapter 21 of John that the Christ will not let us be. That every single morning if we choose to look within or even look within the distance, we will see the Christ awaiting to remind us once again and to ask that very question, will what you do today show your love for me? Will who you are today prove your love for me, will you express the Christ in you, through you, and as you today? For you may have denied me three times yesterday, or you may have denied me three times in the last week, but today you get a new opportunity and a new chance to love me again. The Christ always comes to us where we are. Seeks us out amongst the dull, numbing routine of everyday life. And the voice of the Christ stands on the shore. And he looks out to us. And he says, cast your line. Cast your net. Cast your understanding. Cast your wisdom. Cast your truth to the right side. And abundance awaits. Cast your spiritual line. And then follow me. For then you will not only be fishermen, but you will be fishers of men and fishers of women and fishers of children and fishers of truth and fishers of love. Cast your line. Cast your spiritual line today. Cast your spiritual line in this instant and breathe in and breathe out and then reel in. And I promise you, there will always be something waiting at the end of your life. God bless each and every one of you. So glad you chose to be with us today. Namaste.